I am Tibay Atkins, America's youngest certified yoga teacher, vegan chef, plant-based nutrition specialist, Nike athlete, Reiki master, and food truck owner, and I'm with SoFlow Vegan. Welcome to the SoFlow Vegans Podcast. We bring you vegan experts from around the world to talk about health, the environment, animal advocacy, and spreading compassion. It's our passion to help you navigate the vegan lifestyle by listening to the experiences of vegan influencers, doctors, and experts. Thanks for listening. This is the SoFlow Vegans Podcast. And now your host, Sean Russell. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the SoFlow Vegans Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Russell. And today we have Tabay Atkins on the show. Say hello to the folks, Tabay. Hi, everyone. <laughs> and oh my goodness, the resume on this kid, this the 16-year-old young man. Let me rephrase. You're not a kid. You're a young man. You know, you're a Nike athlete. You're the youngest certified yoga instructor, certified uh, chef, and you've got your certific- certification. What word was that? Certification <laughs> in plant-based medicine, plant-based nutrition. I mean, okay, let's get started because I, I just want to dive into all of those different topics right now, but we have a bit of a tradition on our show to ask our guests, what is your vegan origin story? How did this all get started for you? My vegan origin story is actually started with something that's not even close to vegan. Actually, uh, my vegan origin story started when my mom got cancer. I was six years old at the time, and veganism was not a part of our life at all, and neither was yoga. It wasn't until after she beat cancer that she got into yoga for the first time. But she was really weak and broken down from the intensive cancer treatment because, you know, this was, she had stage three non-Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer, and she had to do very intensive treatment. So she couldn't even walk on her own. She was really weak and broken down. She got into yoga for the first time after just being two weeks cancer-free. And after practicing yoga for about two and a half months, she was completely recovered from the effects of cancer and chemotherapy. I was seven, and that inspired me to become a yoga teacher and help other people heal and stay healthy through the practice of yoga. Since then, I've been taking lots of yoga teacher trainings, going all over the country to get certified in different types of yoga. The first one I got when I was seven and my 200 hour certificate in vinyasa yoga I got when I was 10, which made me be able to teach classes on my own. And when I started teaching classes on my own, I was donating all the money I made to helping people who have cancer since this was something very close to what I do and the reason I wanted to be a teacher. And But where veganism came along was since yoga was such a big part of my life, at some point veganism is going to come as well because yoga and veganism are so connected. They're so tied together. They share the same values of staying healthy, of, uh, let's see, being objective and aware, of ahimsa, nonviolence, nonviolence to the animals, nonviolence to the environment, and nonviolence to yourself. So being a yogi, I naturally came into the vegan world 
and on my own decided that this is the right thing. This is what I want to do. And I first heard about you through Susan Hargreaves and Animal Hero Kids, and we had a chance to be on a couple of lives here and there. And since that time, I've just kind of seen you from the distance, just continuing to make progress and to grow and get the word out about what you're doing. And it's it's inspiring because, you know, I have a soft spot for for everything that veganism is about, but also for education and working with children and to see that you're kind of paying it forward and putting out this message that I feel like really gets to be heard by a lot of people because it's a doorway into a world of possibilities. And I feel like yoga, even it's something that I haven't really dipped that deeply into, is a powerful conduit for it as well. So let's just go there for a second. Obviously, you were introduced to yoga with with what your mother went through and what right. you went through as well as a family. After everything, you know, shifted and moved towards you know more positive outcome, what was it about yoga that still you know caught your attention, especially at that age, you know, to continue to want to do it? Like, what was your driving force for continuing your yoga practice? Well, I saw how, what a dramatic um, change in my mom's um, condition went through the yoga practice from not being able to walk on her own to, or not being able to bend or straighten her knees to being back to her healthy self, um, but even actually even healthier and happier than before she had cancer. And this is something that I've never heard of. I didn't know what yoga was. So seeing this and seeing what it did really... Um, it inspired me to share this practice because I didn't know about it. My mom didn't know about it. And I'm sure a lot of the other people who were in the hospital with my mom getting treatment also probably didn't know about it. So I wanted to share this healing practice with as many people as I could so that they can stay healthy or they can heal. And that just ins- that's what inspired me to become a teacher and start teaching. And what could you say to people who may be, you know, I don't want to say fearful, but like scared that they're going to look stupid or, you know, they don't, maybe they're not flexible enough or whatever, you know, reason they have for not doing it. What could you say to those people to let them maybe consider doing yoga after this? Yeah, a lot of people are intimidated by the yoga practice, but really there's nothing to be scared of. Yoga is such a Yoga is very broad, and there's not just one way to do it. So you don't need to be flexible. You don't need to be able to do the splits. You don't need to be able to do a handstand. Uh, Yoga can be a very intense and powerful flow class. It can be a relaxing and mellow restorative yoga practice. It can even be just breathing exercises and meditation and mindfulness and everything in between. So no matter who you are, where you are, and your specific condition, you will be able to find a yoga practice that is perfect for you. Because yoga is so broad, there's so many ways to do yoga. There's as many ways to do yoga as there are people. And where's a good place to start for people? You know, maybe a type of class or, you know, how can they figure out what's the right type for them? It depends. So if you feel like you are not very flexible, I wouldn't jump right into a 90-minute power vinyasa flow. I would just take a, well, you know, 
a lot of classes, I would say most classes are in the title, they are leveled, like level one or level two or beginner. So I would probably see if you could find a beginner class online or in person so you can try it out and see how you felt during that class. If you felt like it was not intense enough, you can move forward. Or if you think that, uh, you know, that was a bit much for me, you can try um, a more, more of a restorative practice, which is a lot more mellow, a lot more relaxing. It's less of a, you know, physical exercise and more of using these poses and doing long holds to be able to connect your mind and your body. And, and that sounds like that's at the core of yoga, correct? Of exactly. The, the, that mind-body yeah. connection. Every yoga practice is just a different way to get to connecting the mind and the body. And what role does, I'm shifting gears just a little bit, what role does meditation and mindfulness play in your, in your day-to-day? So meditation and mindfulness is a very important practice to have because Well, let me tell you, mindfulness is two things, awareness and compassion. Mm -hmm. You need both of these things to be mindful. And that's why, you know, mindfulness is oftentimes compared to a bird with two wings. One wing is awareness and one wing is compassion. And you can't only have one wing to fly. You have to have both wings in order to take flight. You have to have both of those things to be mindful. So by being mindful, having these meditation practices, these breathing exercises that ultimately lead to a greater sense of awareness and compassion. You're able to be mindful, which can lead to so many great things. Um, By being aware, you can realize, you know, what is happening and why. And with compassion, you can relate to the situation with kindness. Mm. So by being aware and being, no, by being mindful actually, you are able to go through any situation the right way without being stressed, without getting angry or upset, um, because you'll have a greater awareness of what is happening and why, and you'll know how to move through that situation with compassion, which really ties really well with veganism too. And that's one of the most fascinating conversations I like to have on this show is the conversation around compassion. Because I tell people when they ask me, why am I vegan? I'm vegan for compassion because I see it as being more than just something that's about me or the other person. But I also recognize and make up that it starts with me. So it's like, I'm listening to a lot of the conversations and debates of things, you know, pick your poison of things that are happening in society. And for me, I just take a breath and I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, well, it starts with us taking a look at ourselves and seeing how we can, but that's a hard conversation to have with a person who isn't ready to have that conversation. You know, so like I'm saying all that to say, you know, on the surface, I know you you seem super chill, super calm, at peace, but I know I make up, let me rephrase that. I make up that you do work, you know, to stay in this or to appear to stay in that way of being. So what are some of the things, if you mind sharing, that you do personally to stay aware and to stay compassionate? 
So to stay aware and compassionate and ultimately mindful, there's a few things that I've done to come to that. There's a few meditations that I've used that have really, really helped me get a greater awareness of what it is to be aware and to be compassionate. I'll explain one of them to you right now. One of them is called the, let's see, what is it? The clear, yeah, the clear blue sky meditation. Uh, that's probably one of the best ones that I've used and teach to facilitate mindfulness. You are visualizing the clear blue sky and that clear blue sky is your mind. Any thoughts that you have are clouds passing by. And you're going to try to just focus on the clear blue sky. Even if the clouds are going by, even if you're having thoughts, don't be a part of those thoughts. Just observe from, you know, being here watching the sky, not trying to be the clouds because we are not the clouds, we are the clear blue sky. And the thing is with this meditation, even if there's a whole bunch of clouds blocking the sky completely, even if you have so many thoughts, the clear blue sky is always there mm. behind the clouds. And this means that we are not our thoughts. Our mind is not our thoughts, but we have thoughts. Now there's a big difference between having thoughts and being thoughts. Oftentimes, we identify with our thoughts and that can lead to problems that can lead to conflict because when a thought comes in and we don't realize it's a thought, we think it's us, then we're going to act with that thought. And if we aren't knowing what thoughts are coming in and what thoughts we're picking to be, it can lead to certain problems, which is why having this awareness of clear blue sky and the clouds as being separate, the clouds are not the sky. The clouds are just passing through the sky. Our mind is not our thoughts. Our thoughts are just passing through our mind. And with that being said, and thank you for sharing that, I was looking for something practical and you gave me exactly what I wanted. <laughs> In that test of the day-to-day, -day, I know you've, un you're, you've undertaken something that can test your ability to be mindful and patient. And that's your business owner in the sense of the food truck that you opened up. Exactly. So um, you opened it recently. We're not going to date this episode, but um, you opened it not too long ago. Tell us how is that? Tell us a little bit about it. How is it going? And, you know, give us all the details. So I opened a food truck called Today's Mindful Kitchen. And this is, it's been really exciting. It's been a new journey and it's been an exciting one. So I opened it not too long ago, and it's all vegan, of course, 100% vegan, all plant-based. And the reason I wanted to open this food truck is to bring comfort foods and to bring foods that everyone knows and is familiar with to the local community here at Capistrano Beach and beyond. It's a food truck. It's not stuck in one place. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to bring these foods to people because... Good food is good food. It doesn't matter whether it's vegan or not. And I want to show people that you can have your good food and not harm the animals, not harm the planet, not harm yourself. So this food truck of mine has lots and lots of options. There's 40 different menu items and there's something for everyone. So we have, we have the normal vegan junk food, if you will. And we have the mindful menu, which is all whole food, plant-based, nothing processed, no oils, no sugars. 
That way, everyone, no matter where they are on their plant-based journey, they can get food that they love, that they love and enjoy. Uh, because there's not enough options in that area, so I wanted to make up for it with all those all the different things that I offer on the food truck. But yeah, the food truck. It. So I've been a chef. I've been cooking since I was little, and I've been a chef since. I've been actively as a chef since I went vegan in 2017,、uh, teaching cooking classes and doing videos and content for cooking. And I've been a good chef, but I've never done anything like this before.、Uh, nothing commercial in this sense. So it's been a journey, and there's been a bit of learning as well. But it's been a really fun experience because, you know, if you're doing the same thing and there's no challenge. Then it gets you know dull, but if you are continuing to improve and evolve your field of practice, you will you will if you have an open mind to learning, you're going to succeed. And I've really enjoyed learning what it takes to run a food truck because it takes a lot. <laughs> and and it, it, like if somebody were to go to. Go to the food truck. Are you always there? Or you do you have a team that you kind of oversee? Are the recipes inspired by you? Or are they taking like give us a little bit of more on like the mechanics of like how you are involved with the truck?、Uh, I do have a team. I have a wonderful team, but I'm always there as well. So I'm always there, cooking, making the food. All the recipes were developed by my mom and I. They're just you know our vegan versions of. Fast food favorites and comfort food classics. So we developed this menu, and you know, got the recipes together. We started making the food at home, so we could practice for what and know how we're going to do it in the truck. Took pictures of the food that way we could put it on our menu. Also, the truck. I'm not sure if you've seen it. It has all the pictures of a whole bunch of different foods we offer on the truck. Uh, and those are all the pictures that we took of our food. And let's see what else. So the food truck is open as of now, Wednesday through Saturday, and we have it at our gas station. I'm not sure if you know, my mom and I own a gas station. Oh wow!、Uh, my, okay, we got to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, my grandpa's been in the gas station business for over 50 years, and he just retired at the beginning of this year. And we took over his gas station, and that's where we operate the food truck. Unless,、uh-huh. so that's where that's where it's based, and the only times that we're not there when we're open in those days is when we are doing events or catering. We want to hear from you. Visit our website to ask a question, leave a comment, or tell us how much you love the show. We'll play some of your messages during the episode, as well as directly to our guests. So be sure to leave your name and city, and visit soflovegans.com/podcast. Okay, so that's awesome, and、um, congratulations on you know opening up the food truck.、Thank、and、you. I want to talk a little bit about the gas station because I don't think I've ever really spoken to a person who owns a gas station before. <laughs> so, like, what is that like to run a gas station or to own a gas station? I'm sure that I don't even know what I want to ask about that. It's just so fascinating. <laughs>、um, so, like, yeah, what what is it like? Have you been able to do anything、um, in the vegan? Aspect of it, like what are do you like? Tell us a little bit about it. So actually, you know, we've added a lot of vegan snacks to the snack shop. 
So that's been, and we, you know, we took out the entire ice cream cooler. And the thing is, so we took out the ice cream cooler and we are serving vegan soft serve ice cream on the food truck. Mm. So now all that non-vegan ice cream has gone. And people, if they want ice cream, especially during the summer, everyone wants their ice cream. They come over to the food truck is right outside the gas station and get their vegan soft serve ice cream, which they don't even know it's vegan. No one, no one even tells it, tells vegan until I tell them. All right. Also in the snack shop, we had like the Beyond Beef Jerky. There's this one flavor of Doritos that's vegan. I forgot what it's called. There's the Lenny and Larry cookies, all a whole bunch of, you know, these vegan snacks, a lot of which people don't even know it's vegan. The Oreos, classic accidental vegan snack, and you know, introducing vegan foods to the community. And what has been like the reception? Because I'm sure it being a gas station, you're getting a lot of people who aren't vegan who just want to get gas. Like, right? And more so with the combination of the food truck and the what has been the reception from the community. So you know, the thing is, a lot of our customers are not interested in vegan at all. Mm. They, um, and I quote, are far from being vegan. That's what they say. So I'm far from being vegan. But they eat at the food truck because they don't know it's vegan. They can't even tell it's vegan. So, and even afterwards, they eat the food, they enjoy it. I tell them it's vegan. They can't believe it. They come back more because it's good food. They don't care if it's vegan or not because they really enjoy it. And if, you know, we have, we've already gotten so many Yelp reviews and Happy Cow reviews. A lot of the people are not vegan and they're leaving these reviews saying, you know, I'm far from being vegan, but I came to the food truck. I really enjoy the food. I'll definitely be back for more. Oh, wow. That's, that's what you want to hear. You know, it's like, you don't always want to preach to the choir. You want new people to discover it and make your food be that seed that maybe three years from now, you know, they're like, oh, wow, I can do vegan because I had that. So that's awesome. So. Let's go into one of the cool things that I heard. One of the many cool things I heard about you when I first was introduced is that you are the, you know, the youngest certified yoga instructor. Like what's, you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier in the podcast, but like, what was the process for you to go through that? So the, let's see. So I, as I said, I was inspired to become a yoga teacher when I was seven and my mom and I, so when my mom was doing her first introduction to yoga after she beat cancer, it was actually a teacher training. She got into a 200-hour vinyasa yoga teacher training. Not because she wanted to, not because she thought it would help heal her. Actually, a friend of a friend of hers, it's a long story, but I'll try to summarize it. There was this one person who was reaching out to my mom while she was going through cancer, just trying to show some love and support. And my mom was in a place where she didn't really want to want another person saying you'll be better because it's not a cold, it's cancer. Mm. And anyway, she wasn't responding to this person. But then after she beat cancer, she said, you know, this person's been so nice to me. I'm going to reach out to her. Just want to meet her, say thank you. And the time and day that she chose to meet this person, uh, she happened to be starting a 200-hour vinyasa yoga teacher training. And she convinced my mom to stay part of the training because, you know, she said, of all the days you chose to meet me, you chose this day. I'm about to start this training. You know, mm. Everything happens for a reason. You were meant to be here. And with a bit of resistance, my mom joined the training. And uh, that was her first introduction to yoga. She became a certified teacher. We started traveling the country, taking trainings to get more specialty yoga certificates because my mom wanted to teach kids yoga. 
because you know there's a yoga studio on every block and why aren't kids doing yoga the, the yoga is so beneficial for adults why not kids so she was getting certified in kids yoga opened the first kids yoga studio in orange county mm. and i was along with her taking these trainings she has 18 specialty yoga certificates now i have 12 and oh, wow. you have to have your 200 hour certificate in order to be in order to teach your own classes so i didn't have that my mom had hers and i was just taking the little trainings with her and i was always i wasn't teaching my own but i was teaching with her i was her teacher's assistant so at the yoga studio or for our summer camps and uh teaching the after school programs i was there uh as her teacher's assistant but when i was 10 there was this 200 hour training that was available so i took it but actually no it wasn't just that it was uh summer i just finished 5th grade it was summer vacation and we were planning on taking a trip to europe and we love traveling traveling something we've always done and we had this big trip planned for us but then saw that there was this 200 hour teacher training available and she knew that was something that I wanted to do so she told me she said if you want you can take this 200 hour training or we could do this europe trip that we planned and do the training some other time without hesitation i chose the training because this I was something I, that i wanted to do for so long so her training was two and a half months it was a 200 hour training but my 200 hour training was 16 days It was really intense. Wow. <laughs> yeah. The training that I did after I did it, I became 200-hour certified and I became the youngest 200-hour certified teacher in America. But I didn't become the youngest certified yoga teacher in America to become the youngest certified yoga teacher <laughs> in America. I became the youngest certified yoga teacher in America. Well, wow, that was a mouthful. Because <laughs> I was so dedicated to making a difference in the world and doing what I what my dharma was what my mission and my calling was that i just happened to become the youngest because i was so determined to reach my goals and for clarity like what are your goals my goal was at that time to become a yoga teacher that's what i wanted to do when i was 7 when i saw it, i told my mom i want to become a yoga teacher and help heal people the way yoga helped heal you and help keep people healthy so she was already certified we were all getting different trainings but i wasn't a teacher yet because i didn't have my 200 hour training so that was something that i've been wanting to do so i could start teaching my own classes i would have done that at 7 <laughs> but um <laughs> when i was 10 i finally took that training got certified and then i started teaching my own classes and now i'm 500 hour vinyasa certified and wow. the youngest in the world wow 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 but you know it's not to be the youngest it's because exactly. i'm so <laughs> You, you know a lot of people say well i want to be the youngest and that's so cool that you you do this and you're the youngest now but you know i was just dedicated i was just determined i didn't even know i was the youngest until after i was certified so that leads us to now and i'm curious to know like what are your plans for the future like what are your goals what are you setting out to do i just want to use yoga and veganism to make this world a better place because they go so well hand in hand They both share the same values and they are both here to keep you well. So yoga is trying to keep your mind and body healthy. It's trying to develop an objective awareness for you and it's trying to get you to live at peace with yourself, the world around you and all living beings. Just like veganism. Veganism keeps your mind and body healthy. 
veganism develops an objective awareness. You see things more clearly and from the bigger point of view, not just your own point of view. And you are living at peace with yourself, the world around you, and all living beings. So I'm using these two practices because they both work together and amplify each other. So I'm inspiring people to practice yoga and to you know, get their yoga practice started, stay physically well, mentally well, and overall well. And veganism, because right now there's a bit of a, it's a bit better than it used to be, but there's still a bit of a, a misconception of what veganism is and a closed-mindedness that comes with veganism. And I've seen that at the food truck and at the gas station. People are really, sometimes can be really closed-minded about it. So I'm trying to bring, show people what veganism really is. You're getting all the food you love. One person actually, he had the burger and he said, well, this is the best burger I've had. He didn't know it was vegan. <laughs> so um, one of our customers, he, he works in the construction business and he got a burger to take to one of the pro- people he was working with. He gave it to him and he said, how did you like the burger? He said, oh, that was the best burger I've ever had. Said, that was vegan. What? So this is only plants in here? It's all plant-based, nothing else. And he just couldn't believe it. He said, wow, that was the best burger I've ever had. Another guy, he was having his tacos. He So there's the two people sitting at, at the tables there. There was one person who got the three street tacos and this other family who they came back after seeing us at the vegan fest, the OC vegan fest. So they were there having their food. And then I went outside to sit down and have my lunch. I was having the street tacos as well. But I was having the whole food plant-based street tacos. He was just having the plant-based street tacos. I, I walked out and I said, how are your tacos? Oh, they're really good. What kind of tacos are you getting? I said, oh, I'm having the whole food plant-based tacos. He thought I meant I'm having the vegan tacos and he's not. He didn't know what whole food <laughs> plant-based was. And he's, he's, I said, I'm having the plant-based street, whole food plant-based tacos. He, he said, sorry. He said, I like my beef. And he pointed to his taco. And so anyways, I looked over at the vegan family and they looked at me. We exchanged a bit of a chuckle. And I looked at him. I said, how are your tacos? He said, oh, they're great. He said, they're vegan. And <laughs> what? I said, yeah, they're vegan. He said, oh, that's a bit of false advertising because on the menu it said beef. I said, no, let me show you. I showed him the menu. Look, B-E-A-F. <laughs> and he said, oh, I just, I can't believe it. It tastes just like beef. It's definitely, you know, that switch that we have in our minds to keep us from feeling uncomfortable or feeling, you know, like our world is being torn apart. Exactly. Something that you've been taught to know since you're a baby to find out, whoa, all this is wrong. And that's why through yoga, I'm trying to develop an objective awareness. So... Through yoga, through the yoga practice, it's way more than just a physical practice. You are able, you know, if taught the right way, you can develop a, an objective awareness, which means you are seeing things clearly. You are not seeing things in an opinion, opinionated way or through your own point of view. You are seeing things as they are. It's like, what is it? Uh, shunyata, emptiness, how everything is empty of perception. And, you know, by having this awareness and seeing the world in this way, you're able to make better decisions and mindful decisions that will lead to greater health for you, 
a greater planet in general because you know when one person says i am right and the other person says i am right and they both are saying two different things if you have a closed mind and say i am right you are wrong without actually seeing things from every point of view that's when conflict uh, mm -hmm. arises someone told me a few days ago at the gas station she said do you know what war is so uh, what is it we are right wow <laughs> that's the powerful place to go yeah and because it's going inward to experience the outer world mm -hmm. and not always having a blueprint of where you're going when you're going inward. Exactly. And, and I feel having these practices are just doing the work, you know, the shadow work or whatever you want to call it, gaining that awareness. That's why I loved how you broke down mindfulness. It's so simple, but it's yeah. like, you know, the awareness and compassion and that awareness piece, I feel there's so much potential and possibilities Brilliant. with how we can create an atmosphere where we can become aware. Exactly. And on this next question, and then we're going to start winding down. I want to tap into the fact that you are 16 and that you are experiencing a world in a different way than I, even I'm experiencing it. And it's not for whatever, you know, cause this, that, and the other, it's just, there's things you haven't gone through that I've gone through things as simple as my space. You know what I mean? I'm not even talking big, you know, existential things, but just like experiences that help shape us and create, you know, our preferences and whatnot. What is it like being a 16 year old in this environment Full stop. I'm just curious, like, what is your experience right now? So I think I am very lucky to be 16 doing this because I'm able to do it better than if I was older, because the older you are, the more conditioned you are. The longer you've been around, the more you are conditioned to this world and the way that we do things in this world, whether they're right or wrong. And I wouldn't say right or wrong, whether they're positive or negative because right and wrong is just, is perception. The younger you are, the more objective you are. You see things clearly because you're seeing things for the first time and you can, you can see clearly whether it's like, if this makes sense or this does not make sense. That's why there's so many young people right now who are making a difference in the world because we are seeing that there needs to be a change in the world. If you've been around longer and this is something that's normal to you, it's been going like this for a long time, then, you know, you're conditioned to it. It, it. There's no need for change. That's why it's so hard for people to go vegan or accept what veganism is because you've been conditioned for so long that you need your milk for strong bones. You need to eat meat to get protein. You need to have these animal products to stay healthy. And then everything that you've been conditioned to know for so long, you find out is wrong. That's not an easy thing to, it's not easy to be wrong. So I'm trying to develop that objective awareness that I have been able to more easily get since I am younger. And I'm young enough to where I have that awareness, but old enough to where I am kind of, you know, in the middle where I see everything that is happening. I see things from 
this newer, this newer, clearer lens. You have a clearer lens. And sometimes, you know, I need to go and get the, the squeegee and brush people's lens so they can see clearly. And I, before we close out, I do want to talk about your, you being a Nike athlete. I think that's, you know, worth having a, a little conversation about. So take us through, you know, how that happened. So I am a Nike athlete, uh, Nike yoga ambassador, and I work with Nike to bring my specialty, which is yoga, to Nike and to the Nike audience. So I'm sharing my teachings of yoga, of uh, mindfulness and yoga philosophy to the Nike audience through Nike Yoga. And it's been such a wonderful experience for me to reach a bigger audience, bigger than I have been able to reach before. And, you know, it's been really, really fun being with Nike, working with Nike, and, you know, becoming part of the Nike family. Well, congratulations on that. And 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 to your point, it's, you know, you didn't set out to become a Nike athlete. It's just because you're driven and you're passionate about, you know, your calling, your mission, and these things just happen. And wanting to share it with as many people as I can. And Nike's helping me do that. That's awesome. So the last thing I do, I want to do with you before we close out the show, I feel like I've said this three times already, (laughs) is for you to let us know kind of, we've talked about a lot of the things during the episode, but in case we left anything out or you want to just say it again, let us know what you're up to, how we can support, learn more about what you're doing and give us like some, like the website and all that good stuff. Okay. So yeah, right now I am actually something that I'm doing right now is starting to transition to teaching classes in person again. So I'm going to start teaching outdoor yoga classes. One thing that I'm wanting to do is go to different hotels and resorts around here and start teaching yoga classes again in person to these groups outdoors. And now with the food truck, this is some uh, something exciting that is a new journey for me that I will be uh, engaged in for until it can, until I get it off to a good start, I can push it until I don't need to hold on to it anymore. So yeah, to find more about everything that I'm doing right now uh, and all updates, the best place is my Instagram, at Tabay Atkins. And that's where I post all my updates. Also on Facebook and all the social media is where I do my, my updates and what I'm doing now and to find more about what I'm doing. And for the food truck, I, there's a website as well. You can find out, you can see the menu. You can find out where we're going to be. It's todaysmindfulkitchen.com, and that's where you can find out everything food truck related. So let's see, am I forgetting anything? So yeah, you can find about the gas station, the food truck, yoga, everything I'm doing on my... So tell me a little bit about your Reiki master. I know a lot of people, I mean, in this vegan space, you know, might know about Reiki, but for someone who's not familiar with that at all, could you tell us a little bit about it? So Reiki is a practice where the Reiki healer is channeling universal healing energy through your hands into the patient for healing physically, emotionally, or spiritually. And there's three levels of Reiki, level one, level two, and level three, which is master. Being Reiki level one, you are able to 
you are attuned to this Reiki energy and you are able to do Reiki to yourself. Reiki level two is where you can do Reiki on yourself and also give Reiki to others, as in, you know, do Reiki on people. Level three, which is Reiki master, that's what I am, you are able to do Reiki on yourself. You can do Reiki to people. You can attune people to the Reiki energy. And, okay, this part always confuses me. Mm-hmm. You can train people. You can teach people how to give Reiki to people. And you can also teach people how to teach people how to give Reiki to people. Okay. So I'm a that teacher teaching teachers to teach teachers. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, I've known a few um, Reiki instructors in the past, and I definitely see the impact that it has on people, and that has had 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 on me as well. And that's you know I applaud you for having all these different disciplines because you know it, it's leading you towards your your journey. It's leading helping you out along your journey. Like why not have the tools exactly if you're if you're going to be you know you know focusing your life on this pursuit. So congratulations on that. Thank you. You know, exactly just what you said. I am, I wanted to teach wellness and help people be more well. And I chose yoga first. So I teach yoga. Now I'm teaching people to be vegan. I'm also training plant-based nutrition. I have that part of it and Reiki as well. And all these things are, there's so many different things, but they all come together as wellness and all these and just with yoga as well yoga so broad i have 12 different yoga certificates i'm able to teach people yoga in so many ways to best benefit them and by bringing all these things together i'm able to have such a broad a broad way of keeping people well with so many different methods to use um, that people can bring into their own life and then the last thing and you are going to actually close out the show you're going to, and this is, you know, you, I know you're going to get what I'm saying here. I, I encourage our guests to drop from the headspace into the heart space and then just say whatever's, whatever's on their heart, whatever's comes up for them and deliver that message to our audience. So the floor is yours. Okay. Are you ready? Think good thoughts, speak kind words, feel love, be love and give love. Namaste. You've been listening to the SoFlow Vegans Podcast. As you can see, our passion is to help people navigate the vegan lifestyle. Having on vegan experts from around the globe, Sean is the founder and, of course, the host of SoFlow Vegans, an organization created to help make South Florida a global hotspot for veganism. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at SoFlow Vegans. Find the show and more at SoFlowVegans.com slash podcast. And for questions or comments, send an email to contact at SoFlowVegans.com. Our food is grown, not born. See you next time.